This episode of Pick Up the Six podcast is sponsored by Mud Gear. Mud Gear serves the unleashed. They've created a brand of tough, strong, functional performance gear. This stuff is built to endure and push you along the way because Mud Gear, like you, is made tougher. From their custom-created Mud Gear race jersey to their trail socks, it's all built for the outdoor athlete. And this isn't just for the fellas. Ladies, they've got tons for you, too, like their Flex Fit Capris and Performance Race Back Tanks. Those race shirts, they're all built in the USA. So you got to love that. Get sweaty, get dirty. It's all good. Whether it's for a road race or an obstacle adventure, Mud Gear can help you gear up for extreme performance. Now, we've got an exclusive for all Pick Up the Six listeners. Go to mudgear.com slash put six. That's P-U-T and the number six, mudgear.com slash P-U-T six to save 15%. That's 15% off your order, just like that. But it's only for Pick Up the Six listeners, mudgear.com slash P-U-T six. That's the number six, mudgear.com slash P-U-T six. And let's get after it. My guest today is Amy Peacock, the owner of Virtual Athlete, an online fitness resource that offers simple advice on how to lose weight, get fit, and learn to run with better form to prevent injury. She knows all about that last one. She kept getting injuries while running and knew she had to do something about it. In addition to virtual athletes, she's also the founder of FIA, Females in Action, a community of women whose mission is to make each other stronger in all areas of their lives. And then I randomly found out during our interview, and you're going to want to stick around till the end, her grandfather wrote the Rifleman's Creed. How did that happen? You guys got to listen to this entire interview. She's awesome. I love talking to her, and I think you'll like it too. Amy Peacock, welcome to Pick Up the Six podcast. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I know we're going to have a lot of fun talking about fitness, but also some other things around that today. And so our listeners, if they've been if they've been listening recently, they would have heard Dave Redding join us to talk about F3. And so what's cool about F3 and something that has been very transformative in my life is that uh, it's brought so much to so many people and in that I know it it inspired the launch of a female counterpart to F3, which is what we call FIA, Females in Action. And I know that that the joy that it brought the men, uh, I read that someone named Chia Pet decided she was going to launch FIA. So Amy, who's Chia Pet and what is FIA? (laughs) Well, um, actually, uh, the Chia Pet came earlier before there was even a FIA. I got it from Dread and OBT, probably Dread, because he, you know, whips those funny things out. And um, uh, when I was teaching chi running, teaching them chi running. So um, when I started Chia Pet, or I, when Fia started, um, mm-hmm. there, you know, I, I had a name. You had a nickname. So you had, just to have a nickname. you had to have a nickname. So <laughs> yeah. if you guys listen to that episode with Dread, uh, his real name, and he talked about it on the show, hospital name. Dave Redding, we call him Dread around the F3 world. Um, and, and it's a it's a silly but important way for culture building in that organization because it means that when you come here, you become part of this crew, this tribe, you get a name that goes with it. And it helps bond the men. Similarly, in FIA, it helps bond the women. And you went in on day one already with a name because those guys had branded you 
chia pet because of the chia running. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So females in action. Counterpart mm-hmm. to F3. It's got some similarities. It has some differences. But tell our listeners who maybe haven't heard of it before, what is FIA? Okay. Females in Action is a uh, group of women. Uh, we, we started in Charlotte in January 2013 with three people. Um, uh, Jazz Dillard, who's firecracker, firecracker mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, Tinkerbell, who's uh, Don Mellon's wife. But anyway, um, uh, we wanted... So, we we're similar to F3 in that we get up really crazy in the morning as our kids say <laughs> I think we're crazy yeah. and work out we actually work out earlier than the guys because what? as moms we usually need to be home earlier <laughs> good point it's a good point um because you guys sometimes draw it out a little bit but yeah, um, those guys like uh, to work out then talk to each other then have coffee yeah then get home and be like oh wait there's other priorities at the household that need to be addressed this morning <laughs> Yeah. So we work out early in the morning. Uh, it's a 45 minute workout. Um, uh, we usually do, I prefer if, it, if we do it in, in boot camp style cadence, use cadence. Cause I think that really involves everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and we start, well, we not with COVID now we don't circle up, but we always leave with our, our, so it's a 45 minute workout. We begin with um, welcoming everybody and figuring out if there are any new people, friendly yep. neurals, F and Gs. Um, and then we begin the workout and it's already only 45 minutes. So we gotta be pretty efficient. And then we end, we circle up, give our names, our, our FIA names, um, our real name and then our age. And, um, and then because we usually would like do a big bear hug, but we can't yep. do that because of COVID. Yep. So we some kind of attention and then we chat a little bit and then we're off and running i miss hugging people i gotta tell you amy i miss hugging people i'm a big hugger italian (laughs) family right we like to hug Uh, the no hugging thing for me over this last year or so has been a shock to the system i will welcome the day that it returns with full force because i'm hugging everybody once i know i know me too i'm that way so so what's cool about this right and again if you listen to the episode about f3 you know yeah, there is a need for fitness. There's a need for all of us to to have some level, I believe, of fitness because that those are things that are going to help carry you throughout your life, longevity in your life. But there also was in what these guys had tapped into, what started as this fitness workout, tapped into this sense of community, right? This need for for in our space for men to have male friends to to be around other guys. The community, I got to think similarly has evolved on the FIA side. Why is it so important for people? Golly, I mean, especially after this last year we've seen, but even yeah. before that, to have that sense of community, how important is that? Is that for you? Well, I think for all, all of us would agree that it's, that's the life, that's a secret sauce. That's the, that's most life changing. And, you know, with any fitness group, you can, you can train till you're gasping for air. Um, but if you don't, and even if you're with other people, if you don't have any community community around that, there's something missing. Um, and and community is something you look forward to. It helps you get up in the morning to go to these workouts at five five o'clock in the morning. Um, it helps you. It's it helps you heal. Like I've got some quotes I can share with you mm-hmm. from some Fias who uh, you know really needed some community. 
And once they found um, this community, um, I mean, their life has changed and they've gained new friends and a newly, I mean, like I said, once to uh, in F3 or we were, Edwin and I, my husband and I, MMOB were running a Nashville half marathon and we were sitting around after the marathon, drinking a beer and talking to um, uh, the Cotchets. I can't think of Jim's name right now. So the funny thing is, again, so if you're if you're not and many of our listeners are, are friends of ours and we'll, we'll get most of this for those who don't, you know, this is a great selling factor on FIA and F3. Hey, if you join, you can get a completely ridiculous name, too. So you're listening to Hello Kitty here talking into Chia Pet. We just mentioned Crotch Rocket, Dread, Firecracker, MMOB, which stands for Mighty Mighty Owl Bait. So if you come out, just think about that. No other reason to join other than you can get a completely ridiculous nickname, which is great. Yeah. So anyway, we were sitting there, feet up, drinking a beer, and I was thinking about, you know, what would it be like without F3? Mm-hmm. What would it be, looking back now, or without FIA? And we're yeah. just like, life would be really dull, or it would be different. It wouldn't be sure. as fun, certainly. And um, that's as far as one, because we just couldn't imagine it without yeah. it. So, so, you know, the I think one of the amazing things, and here's what I want to ask you about this too, to see if there's some similarity, right? So not only, you know, in the F3 world, do we work out with each other for 45 minutes, but we're very intentional with the way it ends. We're very intentional with the way that the men say their name, say their F3 name, and then have chance to, to make announcements, ask for prayers and praises, or even talk mm-hmm. about things going on in their lives. I have never seen the level of openness, transparency. You can even call it vulnerability if you want with people, especially in a group of men for me and similar for you in a group of women like this, that that happens in that space and, and to see people's guards come down in real relationship able to happen, which I think is critically important. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. So I have a friend who doesn't do FIA. I don't know why, but she says, you know, you, you all fit it in, in 45 minutes, you've got your fitness, you've got your fellowship and you end usually with a little faith or, or some kind of something, some positive note that's going to send you off into the day all in 45 minutes. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Uh, I like to think of it as a bit of a secret sauce. And that's why I try to take it to as many people as possible. Hope folks that listen to this episode think, all right, well, let me see one. All right. I heard I heard Dave Redding a couple of weeks ago talking about F3. All right, let me see if I can find out a little bit more of that about that. Or hear Chia Pet, you know, I hear Chia Pet talking about FIA. Let me see if I can find out a little bit more about that. We talked a little bit about what it's like, right? 45-minute workout. Ladies are able to get a good workout in. Uh, you're able to bond as well. W- where are you guys? Where, where, oh, yeah, where, where's that. all this happening? We, uh, we, we like to work out outdoors. Um, all outdoors, and, right? Yeah, outdoors. And we are free. Um, just like F3. Important. So, um, well, but that takes a barrier of entry down. Yeah. Right? And um, okay. I'm a trainer, but not everybody's a trainer with, with FIA or F3, but it's very, it's a, we're peer led workout. So, um, you know, I, I, today we had um, someone lead who, um, you know, taught us to do jumping jacks, squats, push ups, you know, and that's not that hard to tell other people to do but we motivate um, each other to lead. Um, and that's what's really compelling. So it's very easy to lead a workout. Um, if you, you can either, you can also partner up with someone um, to lead a workout. Um, but yeah, so it's outdoors and it's free. Um, 
in Charlotte, we meet all over Charlotte. Um, we do runs, we do boot camps, we do uh, all sorts of things, uh, weighted workouts. Um, and then, but we're, FIA's um, moving just like F3 all across the nation. Um, all well, we're all over North Carolina and South Carolina, mm-hmm. but we've expanded just expanding like, into more states. Great. Not quite as as fast as you all because we're a little behind, but we're we're plugging along. So the best thing probably to do would be to just to go to that FIA website, FIANation.com. Yes, right, and check re- out where the locations are. If someone's like, well, let me check and see if it's in my area. And oh, by the way, this sounds pretty cool. If it's not, you probably have resources on how you can help them get it going. Yes, yes, that would be FIA expansion, um, right. and. We work with, um, we have a, a couple of FIAs that work on that and they um, will help. They have cer- a certain program that they um, bring to areas that are interested. Um, and we have a pipeline of uh, places we're, we're trying to launch right now. So you've been in and around this fitness space, geez, I mean, your whole life at this point, lifelong runner. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that here in a minute, things that you've done in that space as it relates to this. And you talked about hearing those stories and and having a few stories teed up for us. Uh, I've seen this transform men's lives. I've also seen it transform their family lives based on what dad, husband are able to bring home with them every day based on being a part of, of this group. What have you seen happen in your community? Well, let me just nod to the F3 first. I am such a fan of F3. I mean, I see, I saw it already, you know, my husband was a pretty happy guy, but boy, he changed even more so um, with F3 and the fellowship. I mean, you know, it's just, it's amazing to see how men have changed because of F3. Mm-hmm. So that is what I'll give to them. And for the FIAs, um, you know, we, we have, we're all ages. So we have young, just like F3, we have young girls come out all the way to, I don't know, 50s, 60s. We may have some 70 year olds. I, I'm not here in Charlotte that I know, but we're, we're, they're more than welcome. So you mentioned you've got, you know, I'm sure you've got tons of great stories. You know, I could sit here all day and talk about all the guys that, you know, I've had the privilege of getting to meet and know and, and see the way their lives have been transformed through this, the way that they can be unlocked through, uh, through locking in on their fitness focusing in on fellowship, developing real relationships out. And then, yeah, it, it, having a deeper sense that there's something bigger than me. And faith doesn't have to mean specifically in this world, a certain religious belief or, or anything other than there's something bigger than you out there, right? We've got to prescribe to this, this uh, idea that you're not the center of the universe and there's something bigger than that. And faith is a big part of that. So I know you've got teed up a couple of quotes that you wanted to, to read for us from some of the ladies that you've met along the way that, that this has impacted their life. So let's hear a couple of those. Okay. So the first one, this, this is from an article um, that uh, was a couple years ago, but it still resonates today. The first one is from, uh, Jazz Dillard, aka Firecracker, who um, really was uh, helpful in getting this off the ground with me. Um, here's her quote Starting the mornings off with strong, inspiring women of all ages, laughing and smiling brings a lot of joy to the day. Having choices in locations, times, and types of workouts works well for many of us FIAs with families, husbands participating in F3, jobs, and bustling mornings. Okay. Okay, now here's from Catherine Butler, Mainline. She works at Duke Energy. She said, I feel so lucky lucky to wake up even at 5 a.m. to be 
a part of a group of women who motivate and encourage one another, and most importantly, truly care about every woman in the FIA nation. Nice. Okay. And this one is from Jill, um, Jedi Mama. Jedi Mama. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, she left Charlotte and moved out to Kansas City and launched FIA out there. But um, The F3 Kansas City guys are doing incredible work right now. So not surprised to hear that you guys are right yeah. behind, making sure she yeah. gets what she needed. Okay. So she said... Uh, when I was diagnosed with postpartum depression, my doctor said I needed three things ASAP. I needed time for myself, exercise, and friends. After finding FIA three years ago, most of my best friends are now FIAs. I discovered that I am my best self if I follow my doctor's three rules. And FIA knocks them all out in one place and before 6 a.m. You know, um, so dad, husband, nine-year-old, five-year-old, busy family. Um, I got to think the, I need time for myself is, is darn near the top of the list of things that I want to make sure that my wife has in our house. And, and I know things that she thinks about as well. Um, and so not only, you know, is our purpose for maybe ladies listening to this show today to get a little emotional headlock to come work out with you, but guys listening, maybe take a little pause and think about what your bride might be going through. That's a powerful one, you know, being faced with uh, the emotional challenges with being a new mom and then feeling like you're by yourself. Yeah, and I think, I didn't read all the quotes, but there are definitely other FIAs that went through that and it's debilitating. Um, and their lives have changed because they found this community of women um, to support them. So what's so the... No, go ahead. I didn't go ahead, please. Yeah, I, I think you just don't know that this is going on with women unless you know. Um, and it's only later that we learn that their lives were really it was beach, it's enlightened day difference. So you know, you mentioned it before, um, and we kind of glibly talked about it, but it is serious, right? Like you gotta get up early because we gotta get back first because the yeah. the day gets on you quick. The day gets on you quick. And if you, and if you don't take that, those moments for self, they can go by quickly. They can get taken from you. Um, and, and, uh, and finding the opportunity to do it. You know what yeah, I mean? I think, especially with COVID, it's really easy. You know, most of us, I think are working at home or doing these zoom calls, you know, later on in the morning or day. And if you and their kids aren't necessarily, well, maybe they're going back to school now, but they weren't in school. And so if you miss your F3 or FIA workout and you're working out at eight, nine, your, your day is, I mean, the day is already coming, coming at you. So if you get up early in the morning and you get it done, it's like you get an, an extra hour or two um, yeah. for yourself or at least I, an hour. I know I've got to, I got to get it done in the morning or else it's fleeting, you know, with, with work, family, all the things that pull at you, you know, it, it, for me in the evening, it's not an option. It, it's an up in the morning, got to get up and get after it uh, sort of deal or, or else you're right. That, that time is just, that time is, is gone. It can be gone yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. All right. So uh, if folks want to learn more about FIA, they go to FIANation.com, right? Everything they need to know is right there, right? Yeah. And look by state and then you can scroll down to uh, the cities. Bodies, and you can see where and see too. what else and you can see where we're launching soon Beautiful. i love the sound of that so if you're wondering where it's coming next you can take a look at that 
bodies, yes, minds, and hearts, right? Yep. Very cool. All right. I want to talk to you about chai running. <laughs> chi. Chi running. See, I knew I was going to do it. Chi running. Chai. I wrote it out as chai. I want to talk to you about <laughs> chi running. Like, I think it's really it. neat. I was reading through your bio and if, after we talked in our pre-show interview, which makes it sound yes. very official. Yes. Chi running. What are we talking about here? Chi running is a running form and philosophy that helps runners um, run in a way that is more efficient and helps prevent injury. So it's based on um, alignment, having great body alignment um, and relaxation. So we take we take it from uh, Tai Chi. That's why it's called Chi. So not think of chai, chi, not Chai, chai Latte. Yeah, yeah. The, that sounds good right now. But the uh, Chi running um, from the Tai Chi world. So the founder of Chi Running is Danny Dreyer, and he was an ultra runner. Um, he still runs pretty far, and he's in his seventies. Um, but he also was practicing Tai Chi um, early on out in San Francisco, and. Um, he worked with his time. He wanted to figure out how he could continue to run and be injury free or less likely to get injuries by using solid principles of Tai Chi. Hmm. Um, and Tai Chi is really an ancient martial art based on the animal's movement in space. So do you have a cat or dog? No, but I mean, I, I get the sense of, and I've seen Tai Chi out, you know, in parks. So you have like a Right. You have your, your center fluid, the line, right? but your arms are relaxed. Your legs are relaxed. So if you think of like a, a, like we've got a dog and it's a bird dog. And every time he sees a bird, his spine gets completely mm -hmm. aligned and his paws and legs get really relaxed. But with that, the power of his core and the center allows him to uh, move quickly. Um, and by being relaxed in his, um, a peripheral, so his, his hands and feet, um, legs and paws um he's able to uh, be more efficient more efficient use less energy so we're going to so, talk about the, i know there's sort of seven principles to it and i want to i want to ask you about those they're give or take okay. a little bit but let me explain you know i i've been I, i've been new to the long distance endurance running world really in the last four years right so i grew up as a high school athlete that played football and lacrosse and about the running we did was wind sprints and right. to get yourself ready for that. And, right. and the idea of endurance was, was rather fleeting. And even through the bulk of my 30s, until I got to be about 35, 36, it still was, you know, some 5Ks shorter distance. And really only in the last four years, and I do credit F3 Nation to unlocking this real, what's become a love for running in me is more endurance races, right? So mm -hmm. 10K half marathons, relay races that are 208 miles where you're teaming up with other people, even exploring full marathons. I turned 40 this year. I'm going to run 40 miles in a day this year doing those things. And in doing that, I know for sure form and all of that is incredibly important because I used to be the kind of guy that was like, I'm going to run six miles. And every step of the way, I'm like, I have five and a half to go. I have four. Yeah. I have three months. That's terrible. Right, Amy? I mean, that's a terrible outlook on life. So talk yeah. to me a little bit about these principles and, and how all of that not only helps in enjoying running, but also staving off injury, because I know that was a big issue for you. Right. So um, by really, this applies to uh, having good form applies to all exercise, whether it's um, running or playing golf or tennis or 
squatting, whatever it may be. But um, let's focus on chi running. When you run in a way or move in a way where your posture is aligned, your skeleton. So we really focus on this, the structure. So we focus on your structure being aligned. That means your feet are facing forward. You know, a lot of us play our feet. Mm-hmm. And if you, if, if you stand up and put your right foot out and at the same time, put your hand on your hip or your knee, you're going to feel your knee and hip playing too. Right. Um, so that might explain all the pain you've had in your right knee and your right hip over the years of running. So once you start to get your feet aligned and it doesn't happen overnight, but you can, you can work on it to bring your adductors that your inner thigh muscles together. So your, it helps align your feet. Um, so your feet want to be forward and you, we want your shoulders to be forward, you know, your posture tall, but everything yep. going forward in the direction you're headed versus doing all this extraneous movement, which, you know, I call power running where you're pump, pumping with your arms, your elbows are going out, your hips are going to follow what your arms are doing. And next thing you know, you've got IT band pain. Right. Not only does it feel like a waste of energy to me, but you yeah. know, the, the, the chance of injury becomes that much higher. Yes. Because you're, 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 you're not aligning your body in the direction it's supposed to be headed and you're using other muscles and everything's out of alignment. It, when you run in a way that is where your posture is aligned and your arms and feet are aligned, you automatically become more fluid in your running mm-hmm. and more efficient because you're not all over the place. So I heard you talk about posture and alignment. When you mentioned the dog, right? You talked about mm-hmm. core. So where does how does core follow follow into all this? So um, really, if we um, your core, so basically, you're, you want your core engaged, and this isn't like a crunch. It's mm-hmm. just um, it's almost like when you level your pelvis um, just a little bit, um, you want to engage that because that helps stabilize your upper body. So again, if we're talking about doing this side to side swing of mm-hmm. your arms, it's it's harder to do that. It also, a lot of runners hunch over when they run and that compromises the amount of oxygen they can, yep. how much you can inhale and exhale. So you want to run tall and have your core engaged because that also helps you from it's if your core is engaged, you're it's harder to flip, you know, flop over. Yep. yep. Um, and that's what we use. We use our core to move forward versus reaching and pulling with our legs. So you don't want to mall walk those arms. You don't want to hunch over, but you do want to use your arms properly and you do want to yeah. lean into it, right? Well, so with the arms, you want your arms. Um, so this come brings in a little bit of physics. You want your arms at a, if you think about the law of the pendulum, um, your arm is swinging mm-hmm. like this. And how do you make it more efficient? Well, you shorten it to a 90 degree angle like that. Yep. So we want, if you're on flats and because we're chi running and we're outside and we're using technique and on flats, we always want our arms at that 90 degree angle and the elbows going back, back, mm-hmm. back. Yep. Um, and just kind of gliding, you know, like they're just well-oiled pistons gliding back. But that that 90 degree angle is most efficient. And really, um, if you can get your arms moving in that direction um, and back, and you your hands would be like they're holding a volleyball, about that close. Yep. Um, and very relaxed, you know, relaxed shoulders, relaxed arms. Um, that um, That will help. What about my stride? What am I doing with my feet? Other than just running, what am I doing with my legs and my feet? Okay. Well, so to bring in a little chi into it, the Eastern philosophy, um, 
um, the way we move forward with she running is we almost like a ski jumper moves forward or someone, if you've ever seen someone on a unicycle, mm-hmm. they're u- moving forward by their center of mass is moving forward. Okay. okay. So with she running, we, you've got this great posture and you're going to, um, you have your, in the Eastern Tai Chi, it's, um, your Dantian, which is about a couple inches below your belly button. And then a couple inches in, and it's really like your center of mass. Yeah. If your center of mass and you can stand up doing this here, if you think about your center as a mass and you move it forward, guess what's going to move forward? All of you. it. It's all good. If you move backward, you're going to move backwards, sideways. I mean, so you want your center of mass to be, you want to engage your mind to your center of mass. And when your center of mass, your Dantian moves forward, mm-hmm. you're going to move forward. And that, if you practice that walking, um, you know, just getting this posture and then starting to, to uh, move your Dantian forward, leaning forward. We don't really mm-hmm. say leaning because people use, we found that people would lean from their Start leaning from your waist, huh? Right. And it's not like that. It's like that unit. It's like that ski jumper lean. Yep. Um, and then, so if you're leaning like that, what do you do with your feet? Because your feet, <laughs> it's kind of hard to right. reach and pull. So you take um, smaller, you have a smaller, quicker stride that is more rotational. And, you know, um, you can go very fast this way. I know, uh, you know, guys, I, I mean, anybody who's competitive likes to go fast. So um, you're, the, the more your Dantian leans forward, the more your center of mass moves forward, the faster you're going to go. Yep. It's just physics. Um, so... Um, so when you're out there running and you want to add a little speed, you lean your Dantian more, your center of mass more, your feet are supposed to hit underneath or behind you, always underneath or behind you. What we're trying to prevent people doing is um, reaching and pulling and heel striking. Yep. And pulling putting back. those legs out front, pulling your body up that way. Yeah, because automatically, and then that pain can go shoot right up through your knees to your um, hips. Mm-hmm. So a knee, shorter, comp- knee gets compromised in those oh, yeah. instances oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, knee, hip, back. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever been running you, oh, by accident, you land on a curb that, mm-hmm. with a straight pendulum leg, you feel that. Oh, yeah. You know, your heel strike. Um, but to, to uh, practice this, um, I always tell people to barefoot run. And I've always done this well when I can in my classes. Um, take people out to barefoot run because this is very similar to barefoot running. And if you're on some nice grass, you can really pick up some speed but it's a shorter quicker stride and um anyway i could go on what is your oh, next good. well i'll tell you what folks should do then if they want to hear you go on or they want to talk to you more about it <laughs> virtualathlete.com is where you're located to talk about these things which i think is really pretty neat i was on there and i even said hey brian uh there are some really good tactics on here that you can fold in and four years ago dude like just relax just relax yeah. in the moment of the run as well. And just like engage your core, do all these things, but loosen yourself up. And when yeah. I, I know when I do that and I take my brain off of the every foot step and mm-hmm. the relaxation comes in, I can't physically run forever, but sometimes I feel like I could just keep going. And I know it extends me out even further on a run. Yeah, I think, um, and I, when I work with guys, it's, I notice this, uh, they carry a lot of tension in their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I always say the more you can relax and you're learning this, the more you can relax your shoulders and your arms, the easier it is to run because you're not holding all this tension up here. Um, 
So it's, it's really a, a neat practice to take on. And, you know, the more you do it, the more it becomes mindless and you just move in this way. Um, we have different ways you move up hills. So it's much easier running up hills and then you kind of fly down the hills. Um, Float up and fly down. <laughs> Float up and fly down. Uh, I always tell people too, I am built for comfort, not speed. Okay. That's my, mm -hmm. what's your running style? Well, I'm built for comfort, not speed. Uh -huh. uh, so I'm going to go out there and try to get everything I can out of it and enjoy it. Uh, and yeah, when you got to put the hammer down, right. When it's time to try to drop and Ricky Bobby, that thing and go fast, I'm going to go fast. Everybody wants to go fast. Yeah. Doing these things, then maybe you can, you can do that in the moment because you will you will naturally get faster. Um, recently during COVID, I've been just kind of taking my time running and relaxing a little more, sure. really taking in nature and everything. But um, if you want to work on that speed, you can do do speed intervals with laying off or moving your dantian or your center mass a little bit more. We call it gears, first gear, second gear, third gear, fourth gear is, first gear is a slow jogging place. That's straight up posture. You're just running along. You're doing a ultra marathon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second gear is, um, you know, training pace. You're with your F3 guys. You're talking. Third gear is still carry on a conversation. Right. Fourth gear is wait, take me back to third gear, third, third gear. You're not, you're not talking now you're moving. Third gear is racing. If you can yeah. race and talk, race speed. <laughs> you ain't racing. Who are you racing? I don't see you saying bolt talking to anybody out there unless when he's way in front of them. Yeah. But when you, when you, when you're like that in fourth yep. gear, you you see the finish line and you just want to fly by. Everybody what gear it. am I in when I'm running up a mountain goat at the Blue Ridge Relay and I'm hoping I don't die? That's probably, I'm probably yeah. in second gear. Well, that, that's I'm overdriving good. second gear. <laughs> you want to lean into the hills. Okay. That is a big Short deal. explosive steps, lean into the hills, right? Short, quit. You want to shorten your, you want to slow your size. Lean into the hill and use your, your obliques more. I mean, yep. really get it just, and your arms up, you're going to move your arms from 90 degrees to a 45 degree angle up hills. And try not and to make die. make a big difference. And try not to die. I also yeah. recommend too, for those listening, if you want to get faster, you can also run with faster people. <laughs> Amen. You know what I mean? Because then you don't have much of a choice or else you're going to get left way back in the six. But if you're with good friends, they'll come pick up the six and come yeah. every step. Yeah. Ahead. Before I let you go, I love this conversation talking about your strength of purpose, right? Th this for you is, is your purpose. Your purpose in life is to help connect these people to these uh, to these, these tactics, to these skills, to be able to avoid injury, to be able to get the most out of their physical fitness and endurance. You've also been able to take that strength of purpose into a larger community through FIA. And so we, we give you a tip of the cap to that. I didn't tell you, I was going to ask you about this, but in okay. researching and looking at some things you're working on, you're doing some research and writing around your grandfather's service in the Marines. And I was like, what, what is Amy doing? What are you doing with that right now? What kind of purpose are you getting out of that? Well, um, a long story short, um, my parents are deceased. My dad was a Marine. Our dad was a Marine. Um, and he died of Agent Orange related cancer when I was 21, which probably ultimately helped me launch, mm -hmm. helped me to launch via. Yeah. Um, but that's a long story. Um, but anyway, my grandfather wrote, was a major general in the Marine Corps in, in the Pacific. Um, he served in the military way before that. He was born in 1889. Um, 
but and then he died in 1945. So he his whole life was of service from the DC yeah. National Guard to the Marine Corps in the Pacific. Um, the reason why he's my grandfather, he'd be like, what, 130 now is his it's interesting because because of COVID now, but his first family, when he was stationed with the Marines in China in 1927 and 28, protecting the international settlements there, he was part of the China Marines. Um, his wife, who was 38, his son, who was 14, and his daughter, who was four, all died of scarlet fever within oh. two months. They were gone. And then he was quarantined. And um, he eventually came out of it. Some reason he didn't die. So um, that was a real big deal um, in writing, in research and writing this, yeah. is figuring out how he moved on after that. Um, I think the Marine Corps, the community of the Marine Corps helped him. Um, then he came back to Washington, met my grandmother, Sleepy, who was way younger. So uh -huh. he was 43. I think she was 22. But she came from a military family and military family sometimes. Yeah. That's all right. Right. <laughs> that age difference. But um, but the long story short is every, my parents died. He Bill, our grandfather, died in 1945, and he has this kind of record where he wrote the Rifleman's Creed, which if you've ever seen, well, if you if you know it, you know it. It's you know, this is my rifle, this is my gun. It's it's been he in full wrote it? Yeah. So he wrote it after um the attacks of December 7th, 1941. Hey, tell he us his name. Tell us his name before we get yeah. too far into it. Cause folks are going to want to look this up now. Yeah. Major general William H. Rupertus. Um, so he wrote, he, he was on the rifle team in the twenties, Marine Corps rifle team, and they competed all around the country. Um, he, and he, he, in the DC national guard, he worked on rifle draft drafting of guns and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. And um, so when the Japanese, he had been in China twice when the jet and the second time the Japanese invaded Shanghai, bombed the hell out of Shanghai when the Marines were there protecting the international settlement. Mm -hmm. So he witnessed what the Japanese could do and he yeah. knew the enemy. Yeah. What they did there was horrific. Yep. That's a whole other story. Kind of a but, precursor for Pearl Harbor, quite frankly, knowing their ability yes, to do yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So had the Marines engaged then, we probably would have, with the Japanese, we probably would have gone to war sooner with wow. them. But anyway, um, so Pearl Harbor, had, he comes back from China, seeing what the Japanese did. He's at the Marine barracks for a while. He's at Guantanamo Bay. And then December 7th, 1941, he, he was out in San Diego, the Marine Corps barracks, Naval Air Station, San Diego. And whoa, all these people, fled, all these young guys fled into the military. Yeah. And not just the Marine Corps, but I'm focused on the Marine Corps right now. Um, but he um, literally, they would have 900 to 1,000 boys, or boys, I say, because they're usually 16, <laughs> saying they're yep. 18, young kids coming in to the, the depot out in California. And they're all rip-roaring, ready to fight. You know, go get those Japanese. Let me, introdu let me, um, let me introduce you to Pat Jodas. Patrick Jodas is a young man growing up in uh, New Jersey. Yeah. Not of age. He goes into his naval recruiter office. He tells him his birthday is September the 12th, 1924. His birthday <laughs> is September the 12th, 1925. He gets his Navy-issued ID. He goes home. He tells his mother he's joined the Navy. He gets sent to San Diego. He gets put on all these ships. He ends up on the USS Terry in the Pacific. The oh, day wow. that Iwo Jima happens, he's out in the Pacific. So those boys you talk about, 
right? My grandfather was one of those boys. Very cool. I feel like we could do another hour on this. I know. It's, it's, it's fascinating it, to hear, to hear yeah. this story and the fact that your grandfather is the one who penned that. You're going to have to come back well, at some point and share. Yeah, well, just about to this end on this loop. He wrote that because he saw how the Marines were using their rifles and he knew the Japanese and he knew that they were going to land in the Pacific on these islands. And it's so funny. We're talking about this now anyway, mm -hmm. because of what's happening over there. But um, he knew that they were going to land with their rifles, a grenade, you know, um, knife yeah. and maybe some water. And they knew he knew they needed to figure out how to use their rifles and wow. take care of them because they, it was going to help them, but it was also going to help their brothers. And if they didn't know how to use it properly, you know. So you're going to so, have to yeah. do us a favor. I know, I know you're researching this right now. I, you and your sisters are researching and writing more about it. Will you come back once you've done more work on this and, and frame it up and, and maybe share some more of that with us? Yeah. So um, I, um, my sisters, we've all been working on this. And I started writing the book five years ago. And um, I realized as a civilian to do justice. Mm -hmm. um, and, and my developmental editor said this and the Naval Institute Press said I need to partner up with someone in the military. Sure. So um, I partner, partnered up with a Navy guy, a uh, former Navy JAG officer who's written a number of books. So we're together creating this great story. Well, once um, you get further down the road or get done with yeah. it, because, I mean, you know, the pillars of what we talk about here, pick up the six are service before self, strength of purpose and community impact. I would love to dig in deeper with this again. I'm looking at the time. I'm like, we got to wrap this episode up. Yeah. I feel like we could go for an hour or two talking about this. So let's do that down yeah. the road. Let, let's okay. let's make sure we do that. Okay. Well, thank you. You, you are Mr. Motivation. <laughs> yeah. Now you have to finish the book. You're like, oh. Okay, well, now I have to finish this thing because I just promised this guy I was going to come back. And our listeners are going to make sure that you make good on that. So that's some accountability. That we yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Amy Peacock, uh, founder of FIA, virtual athlete, and now budding author of military history. Incredible. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? It's amazing. But you know yeah. what? That strength of purpose, Amy, right? There's something bigger that calls you to do all these things. Something is calling you along the way can, to continue to do these things. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us and sharing your story. Okay. She's Amy Peacock. I'm Brian Jodas. This has been Pick Up the Six Podcast.